Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. begin the new year with a loss and a kind of ugly one at that lots to talk about in this one and yet nothing to talk about it was some weird game thank you all so much for tuning in to the phnx coyotes post game show presented by four peaks sports aren't the same without a four peaks in hand don't forget to hit that like button subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review i'm leah here with pd craig's calling in for mullet shortly we have danielle here behind the mac pd what do you make of this one yeah yeah it's it's a tough game after after a little bit of a break for them. And you know, at the Mulder Arena, the Coyotes usually come up with a little bit of jump and they beat teams um, by attacking the net and playing fast. And I don't think they did that tonight. Um, to be honest, and I see it's your you, you, you boy. It's your boy. It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy as a fan of both teams. That wasn't a Florida Panther game either. I mean, I, that Florida Panther team plays north-south and plays really fast. And I, they had some of their moments too. It's one of those games you can tell both teams have been off for a little bit. And, and uh, the Cowboys just didn't have enough gas in the tank. I don't know. That first two periods, we were sitting there. We were bored out of our mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, Sean, for betting that, but we were bored. Like it was just, it was a nothing game. Yeah. Like, there were no scoring opportunities. And then, but way. then, and then on the broadcast, there were like there were real, like no real opportunities yeah. for either team. Yeah, and there wasn't. It wasn't like a back and forth, you know, slugfest with the goaltenders playing great. And then the third period, lots of stuff. Lots. Lot, it started at the end of the second. Lots of stuff, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, let's start first with the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union, named by Forbes. Let's check it out. Uh, Florida outshot the Coyotes the entirety of this game. It ended up being 38 to 22, just not a very good shooting performance for the Coyotes. They only had three shots in the second period, which is just, oops, not good. Um, Florida was one for five on the power play. Coyotes 0 for two on theirs. However, their one goal of the night was a shorthanded goal. Uh, so the special teams got it done, I guess, in a sense. But the penalty minutes here, we wanted to highlight this because the Coyotes had 40 and the Panthers had 23. We'll talk more about that. The Panthers had 75 shot attempts and the Coyotes had 48 and it's funny when you look at those shot shots on goal and shot attempts where were the panthers 
badly outshoot the Coyotes. I, I think that number might have been cut, maybe not in half, but definitely lower if Vemelka could handle the rebounds. And, and I thought tonight, again, it was one of those instances where he kept throwing it back out like, hey, let's improve my save percentage. Here you go. Here's another <laughs> chance to shoot the puck. Like, I, I don't know what it is about him versus Ingram. Ingram just swallows it up and he holds it into his body and Ingram just throws, or Vemelka just throws it back out for another shot attempt. Um, th- that's a good Florida team. I mean, but Barkov and Kachuk, and that, that's that's a good hockey team. And it'll be interesting to see how they can do in the playoffs. Bobrovsky was the difference early. Um, it's funny. What a difference it would have made if O'Brien doesn't kick his feet out. Does that puck go in anyway um, on the Cooley shot? And we were all thinking, oh, hey, Cooley gets one, and, and then he doesn't. Um, you were thinking that too. Yeah, he did. He did. He went <laughs> all the way bad. through the line. I felt bad for him. We all knew it. Oh, and he didn't man. notice the ref waved it off. I know. But that, that that does it go in? Probably not. I mean, no, it was no, the right call, which it was. is it was unfortunate because Logan Cooley's been searching for one for a while. He hasn't really been scoring goals at the rate that maybe we thought. So yeah, he had his back to the ref. They immediately called it off. But I think most of us agreed that that was the right call. Um, and I don't think there's a lot of Liam O'Brien fans in our chat tonight. And yeah. I'm sorry, Liam O'Brien, um, because it wasn't his best game for a number of reasons. And it started with that in the first period, uh, getting, you know, that goal overturn for goaltender interference, but everything was still okay in the first, um, you know, Coyotes get out of that one, one, nothing at that point, they're still in the game. They're even more so still in the game when they tie it. And it's one, one after a crazy sequence of events, um, Alex Kerfoot, who had an amazing opportunity earlier in the game as well on the power play, one of the best chances of the game, he was due for one tonight. He scores shorthanded, um, which is always cool to see a shorthanded goal get scored, not against, which tends to happen to the Coyotes. Um, actually had one going for them on a great feed from Lawson Kraus, Kerfoot's fifth of the season. Oliver Ekman Larson, who we'll talk more about when Craig comes on. Um, I guess you could kind of credit the second assist on that goal. He turned it over. Um, but other than that, there wasn't really a... A lot of good to highlight. Yeah, I, I don't even know where to go with this because it wasn't a typical Coyote game. It wasn't. No. You, you didn't notice the top line at all. And I thought there were a few times when I was talking about Schmaltz, but it wasn't on a positive. It's that he he fumbled the puck or he, he, that one shot. I thought he had a, a brilliant shot attempt on a power play, and he makes a pass. He's in the blue paint, and he passes it and defers and, and passes the puck out to the outside. Um I just didn't see a lot from this team. And it's it's too bad because they've they've been on such a roll and you, they expected the goalie tender to bail them out and there's only so much they can do. Like that Barkov goal that when it started to really separate itself, um I, I thought it was a great goal and the Kachuk goal ends up being a Kessel ring goal. Um oh. and that's that's one of the situations where we talk about the rebounds by Vamelka. Could he have frozen that early? Maybe, but Kessel ring instead of shooting in his own net, uh, I think he should have tied up Kachuk. Like go for Kachuk. Don't let Kachuk get two or three waxes. You watch it. Kesselring's just backing up in the blue paint. And we talked about this with Kesselring before. I think offensively, he's looked really good, better than expected. And defensively, I'd like to see him with a little more bite. And situations like that, when you've got a player like Matthew Kachuk in the, in, in the, in the crease, you gotta you gotta be physical on him. Like Kesselring does stop worrying about the puck. Just put put your head down and blow. Kachuk out of the crease and let Vamelka handle the puck or let the next player handle the puck. And, and I think that those are the things that the young defenseman is going to have to learn. 
how to protect that blue paint a little better. And I know Jason Demers is his mentor. I'd like to see what Jason Demers has to say about a play like that. I'd like to see Kelso Ring be a little bit more physical in situations like that. A player that's talked about a lot in the chat that maybe needs to be a little less physical is Liam (laughs) O'Brien. So let's talk about Liam O'Brien just a little bit. Okay. This team needs an edge like Liam O'Brien. They need to have a physical presence. They need to have somebody that, that teams look over their shoulder and go, hey, that guy's on the ice. I better behave. You need to have that in today's NHL. I think Liam O'Brien's one of the few guys. I think Brown, when he's in the lineup, and McBain can also be a protector and you know a policeman on the ice and, and protect the younger players. I believe that, and I think you need that edge. O'Brien has to learn how to walk that line and not sit in the penalty box. He just has to learn it at some point for this team. This team can't be in the penalty box all the time. He had 14 minutes of penalties tonight, and now he's he was second in in, in the league in penalties just behind Kachuk, ironically enough. <laughs> um, but but now he's he's shortened that gap, and he's only two two minor penalties behind Kachuk. He's got to stay out of the box. He just in, in, if you're going to be a fourth line player that has limited minutes, and now he's playing with Cooley, and again I'm not sure if that's the great fit for Cooley, but he can't go to the box all the time. He just can't. You're playing if you're in the box more minutes than you're playing on the ice. That's a problem. And I think it, as you've got to find that balance. And it's hard because he lets his emotions get a hold of him when he's on the ice. And sometimes he needs to let that go. And clearly that's what happened on the 10-minute major. He has to stop that. And so I, it's not that important now. But as you go further into the season, you get closer to that playoff line. And, and you're talking about the end of the season. Or, or God forbid, what if they're in the playoffs and he's taking penalties like that? If, if he takes penalties like that in the playoffs, guess who's on the lineup the next day? It's got to be him because you can't do that in the playoffs. You lose games when when he's in the penalty box. So I I hope he can continue to find that line where he can stay out of the penalty box and still protect his teammate. Yeah, and the the issue is it's not the first time that it's happened this season. We've seen it uh, many times this season where he's taken really unnecessary penalties. Like, there's some penalties that a player takes and you say, oh, like, he didn't mean to do it, but it is what it is. They have to call it. But sometimes they're just dumb and a little bit thoughtless. And listen, like, I'm not out there on the ice. You know, I don't know what what emotions would be going through me. Um, But... To, and yeah, to like like you said, to have more penalty minutes than time on ice, to put your team in a position for 10 minutes of a game where they're down to 10 forwards because yeah. Jason Zucker had gotten a we'll game misconduct earlier. It's just it's just not a good position to put your team in when they're already you know reeling on their heels. Um, it was just kind of the nail in the coffin for the night, and it was just like there was it just really had a bad no, feel. Didn't yeah, it? It, it really did. Yeah. It really did. And in that third period, we finally get that you finally get through it. And, and again, we talked about their limited scoring chances. They they rung one off the post early that I don't know if Zucker gets a tip on Cooley's shot there, um, but that one rings off the post. And you go, okay, that's the closest they had to a scoring chance. Um, they didn't have much offense, and so you get that break when you're down in a five minute five minute major penalty, shorthanded, and you get the break and you tied at one one. Like, you want to be able to build on that. You want to have some positivity and some energy coming out of that. And I just don't think they had that. I, you'd like to see him kill the rest of the penalty off and then start attacking offensively, and it just never really came to fruition from that. And it's funny, a talked about the the one thing we commented on it too was Krauser coming in coming in with a minute to go under a minute to go from the hash marks and just firing up the slap bomb <laughs> it was it was hilarious like it's you want him to you know is he on a breakaway and he takes the slap shot from the hash marks um unfortunately couldn't get it by Bob there either um and the other thing Avery said is the RVH okay <laughs> there was one tonight there was and I and I and it's just it's it's tough because 
the RVH, the reverse VH, I'm going to do a PD's puck talk on this because I rant on it all the time. Pe- people need to understand what that position is. When you go back and watch the goal that, that, uh, the Barkov tip goal when Vimelka's on his knees at six foot five. That's what the RVH is. It's a reverse vertical horizontal. It's how your legs are against the post. When you're six foot five, if you stand up, you cover more than that. Now, that play is exactly, exactly what the reverse VH is intended to stop. It's supposed to stop a play coming in front of the net when the puck's low in the goal line or below the goal line. That's when you go to that position. And unfortunately, Vimelka missed it. Like it just goes underneath his arm there. That's one that if he squared up to 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 Barkov, I think he gets it. Um, it's it's unfortunate. So it's not so much the RVH. That's actually the the save position he should have been in for that. Barkov just tucks it in under the bar. It's a hell of a shot. So I, I can't really fault Vamelk on that one. I'd like to see him cover up the rebound in the Kessel Ring uh, Kachuk melee, but I, I won't go too far on that on the RVH today. Yeah. There were other things to yes. talk about, um, which we definitely will. Um, let's talk about Jason Zucker. And yeah, the and the hit. So it was a wild sequence because we're watching it on TV. You know, they follow the play. So you see that something's going on behind. So when the camera pans, all you see is Jason Zucker oh. fighting. Yeah. And you're thinking, I was thinking, oh, like Jason Zucker, like Fight. in my head, because he, I just feel like he talks a lot of shit on the ice, I have yep. to be honest. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like this is crazy. And then they showed the replay. And first you see that cousins, like Valamaki's down on his knees and gets hit. And luckily he was fine. It wasn't too bad. But, you know, that's a really vulnerable position. And, you know, Jason Zucker jumps to his defense but slams Nick Cousins into the board, like, out. He's out. He drops. Like, literally unconscious. Insane. It's so scary. And then, you know, the fight started because the Florida Panthers player, and I'm sorry that I forget what it was. uh, Forsling. Yeah, dropped the gloves, you know, to to defend his own guy. And and Jason Zucker, you know, stood up and and fought him in response. Um, and they spent a lot of time looking at that and determining what to do in that situation. Um, and ended up giving Zucker a game misconduct for it and a five minute major. This is one of those things when you talk about in hockey, where you players are policing the game themselves. Okay. And here's the example of that. Nick cousins, Nick cousins was a coyote. People that are fans here of the team or, or still work or play for the team. know Nick cousins, Nick cousins, a pain in the ass. On the ice, he's he's a guy that that d- never shuts his mouth. He's constantly chirping to the opponents. He's a little bit of a dirty player, and and in a good way. I he was a great player to have on your team mm-hmm. because he he gets underneath the oppo- opposing player's skins, and he he just takes it far enough where it disrupts the opponent. So take that into account as this happens in the third period that there is a lot going on. Oh, that happened in the second. Sorry, in the second period. that The first period, Nick Cousins had had a couple of questionable hits, and he had been involved already. So now you see Valimaki, a defenseless player, already wearing a bubble with his head down close to the dasher board and getting hit in the head by Cousins into the boards. Like, is it a dirty hit? I think it is. And, and did Cousins... Valimaki goes down on his knees so late in the play, could Cousins have changed his direction? Maybe not. Maybe not. So maybe it's not dirty. But here's where I get concerned. After a play like that, and Cousins has been in the league long enough, he knows the unwritten rules in the code book. If he's hitting Valimaki in the head against the dashboards, he has to know 
has to know that someone's coming for him. He has to. Like, that's a dirty hit, and you go, okay, it's coming. And instead of being prepared for what's coming next, he 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 stands up straight, and he's very lackadaisical. Now, I think what Zucker does is a dirty hit. Hits him from behind, in the numbers, cousin's head goes into the glass. You don't want to see that. Absolutely don't want to see it. And I don't think Zucker went in with the intent to knock Cousins out against the... What I really think Zucker wanted, I think he wanted to fight him. And I think that he he hits him in hopes of retaliation and they can have a fight. I think that's what was going. Unfortunately, Cousins wasn't prepared for it. Head into the glass. He gets knocked unconscious. So now Forsling has to jump in and defend the hit on Cousins for the hit that Cousins put on Valamaki. It's just an unfortunate chain reaction. I felt bad for Cousins because I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. And, and it's unfortunate he gets a, a head injury out of that. I feel bad for Zucker because I don't think Zucker intended to hurt um, Cousins on that play. It's just a series of unfortunate events that all happened from a hit from Cousins of Valamaki that probably didn't need to happen. Do you think Jason Zucker will face disciplinary action? He might. He really might because because on, from what level fine to suspension? It's hard. It's you never know with the league. Yeah, and and, and it's and it's fortunate those guys that are making that decision are all guys that have played, and so they're going to take into account the Valamaki hit into the play and and it was how defenseless was he and how hard was the hit? I I think I think he. Does he get a game for that? He might get a game. I don't think any more than a, a game. And if he doesn't get supplementary discipline, I, I guess I'd be surprised if there wasn't some kind of something from the, the player's safety. Because he's a defenseless player that's not part of the play and he gets hit into the glass like that. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see Zucker get a game out of that. We'll ask Craig when he comes on because he might have better better um, response from the, from the rink after the game. Yeah. Uh, just, man... <laughs> That was an eventful one, especially in the penalty tab. But we'll uh, take a, a brief pause to clear the energy here. Um, and actually, during the part of the game where we were kind of bored, before all that happened, PD turned to me and said, I think I want to switch to Desert Financial Credit Union. I did. I said that today. And we had a long conversation yep. about about the pros and the cons, the banking and there's so many pros to banking with Desert Financial Credit Union. Among them... Getting a, a $200 in bonuses when you open a free checking account online. How can you pass that And up? I think I, the, 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 the word credit union makes you feel like they're your neighborhood banker. Like, and it they does. treat you like De that. And desert. Yes, like, a yeah. desert credit union. It's a credit union more than And than I don't know if anyone watching the Coyotes broadcast knows this, but they sponsor all the replays. Uh, um, on the Coyote game. The Coyote and, game. And, and everybody that watches this knows that you and I are just loaded. <laughs> from from all of our work here at PHNX that we have all this extra money that we want to invest at Desert Financial Credit Union. Yep, absolutely. So it's the new year. Time to get your finances in order. Put them all in one place. Today's the day. Open a free checking out online with Desert Financial Credit Union. Get $200 in bonuses when you do and get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. PD. I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna be like Patrick Brown and make a really bad joke. Okay. I haven't had illegal Pete since last year. Let's <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> see what you did there. So I miss illegal Pete's and we need to have a meetup again soon. We do. Because I I I, I only get it then because it's not they unfortunately do not have one near it doesn't look like it's right there on the table with it us. I want it so Literally bad. Literally would Oh, it sounds the queso. so good right and now. I, and I'm telling you the queso soaking into your white rice. We talk about it all the time. If you haven't done it, it's 
It's fantastic. And where else can you go, walk in, be eating, sitting at the bar, drinking a beer, eating your food, watching sports in five minutes? Probably yeah. not many places. It's unreal. You can at Illegal Pete's. And like amazing food yep. at that. Oh yep. my God. Bowls, tacos, burritos. Yep. Outstanding. Taquitos. They have everything. And if we don't know how it works at Illegal Pete's, we, you walk in and you order at the counter and yeah. you tell them what you want. And then I think once people- Chips and queso on the side, yeah. always. I, I forgot to say on the side, they poured it on But that's on how you discover I know, it's the amazing. queso on the right. So it's, it's easy. Food's amazing. Drinks are amazing. Just Their happy go. hour is amazing too. Close to the mullet. Super close. Great pregame spot for mullet. I don't know what else you need. See, CWP wants an Illegal Pete's meetup. We got CWP has one. met us at two different Illegal Pete's. M many diehards have. Yeah, many of them have. Yeah. Um, well, you can stop by your nearest Illegal Pete's, two in the Arizona, one in on Mail, one in University in Tucson, and a bunch in Colorado. Stop by your nearest Illegal Pete's for the go-to spot for Burritos Buddies and beer. Where is Hub City Productions coming from? Yes, Meet up Hub the City, let us know where yeah, you're coming, coming from. He's coming in and he's yes, going to do February 16th. February 16th. I don't like that's after Valentine's Day. I don't know where that what, what is that a thing? Is that a game? I don't know. That's so far away. Yeah, that's that's a whole month from now. Traveling to Arizona from where? Let us know. Let us know, Hub um, City. Okay, well, we Where is Hub City? Like, what is that a city? Like, should we know that? It's like the gateway to the west of St. Louis. Is Hub City like Detroit? Is Detroit the hub city? But I see hub city being more of like an Eastern thing. Like that sounds like an- Moncton, Moncton New, New Brunswick. Brunswick. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, as we all thought. That was my next guess. <laughs> that was my next guess. After Detroit, holy the hub city, I was, I was thinking Moncton. Let me tell you, Moncton. I bet you Arizona in February is a little bit it, nicer, it is than little nicer than Moncton. Well, that's a hell of a time. All right, well, maybe we'll do we'll, our best. We'll maybe we'll go come. to Illegal Pete's. We'll try to come to that yep. game. Oh, Fantastic. boy. All right. Well, uh, despite the the game and everything that happened, we do have to award a, a dog. dog in here. And this was hard today. It's usually that even on a loss, there's usually somebody that, that, that just stands out above the rest as a coyote. And I don't know if we saw that tonight. Yeah. Um, so we gave it to someone who was the we only. We wanted to give it to this guy a lot. Yeah. And all techs will be happy. It's the only guy who scored for the Arizona Coyotes tonight. Alex Kerfoot, uh, one goal, three shots on goal. Um, you know, he also was a minus two and had four penalty minutes. But for the sake of this, um, we'll give him the desert dog because he got it done shorthanded. And like I mentioned earlier, he had some good attempts at the net as well. And he deserves this because he's a hardworking His player. three shots on goals tied Kraus for the, for, for the lead for the Coyotes tonight. Again, they didn't throw enough pucks at the net. And when when you see Kraus and, and Kerfoot leading the way, I thought Kerfoot had an opportunity in the power play was outstanding probably the best opportunity of the night that didn't go in the net was that bing bang play from below the goal line from schmaltz to kerfoot in front of the net went off bob Barofsky's glove bob Barofsky was great through the first two he was he was outstanding he had some unreal yeah, he, saves he's, in general he's like very good I didn't he give that say, calmness like he's just yeah calm. i have to say like just for one second we do need to give Bobrovsky yeah. some credit and acknowledge that the coyotes had trouble scoring on Bobrovsky. i mean i don't think that you know, 22 shots on goal is going to get it done against one of the best goalies in the yeah. league. Um, but he was really good tonight. Yeah, he, he was very good. And, and we, we give him, give him some flowers, but, but we have Kerfoot as the desert dog in him. And, and, and we were just talking about walking and talking because it's been a while since we've walked and talked and it we has. might have to walk and talk with Kerfoot. I think that but would somebody be said, excellent. is he at 17 points in 17 games now? Is that Kerfoot? I, that doesn't seem right, does it? I mean, I believe it. Wow, that's I'm amazing. I'm taking your word for it. A root is that? Is it Kerfoot has 17 points? A root? 
let's see. That's amazing if he does. So he doesn't need the bump. He's but he's a guy he's that could have been the desert dog so many times because he does everything for this team from kill penalties to power play. Uh, he eats big minutes. Um, yes, he's deserved the desert dog before. So I'm glad he got it tonight. Yeah, me too. Um, I I was gonna ask this earlier, but then we went right into Liam O'Brien talk after Kesselring. Oh, that's my fault. Who do you feel worse for tonight, Logan Cooley or Michael Kesselring? <laughs> Logan Cooley thought he scored a goal, had his back to the ref, celebrated for a five. 15 seconds, oh, I felt bad and then for him. got the goal. We all know it wasn't or, going in. Or Kesselring, who scored an own goal. You, Let you, us know in the chat, who do you feel worse for? Did you see Kesselring when he did it? I know, he literally oh. went, put his hands oh. over his face. Poor Kesselring, and he just, oh. I felt bad Tragic. for him. Because he's done so, so many good things. He's Again... He's, he's he's a rookie. He's still finding his way, and those are the areas at his size. Kesselring's going to learn that that's where he's his part. He can shine. If he becomes a physical player from the hash marks down to the blue paint, Kesselring can be a, a, like a really, really good player in this league. He's got to get that little bit of the bite in defensive zone. I think he's starting to see the offensive side of the puck. He's jumping in off of the blue line. He's getting his shot. All of those things on the offensive side. He's just going to have to learn to use his size to his advantage in the defensive zone. All right. Well... Without further ado, uh, let's bring in Craig from Mullet. I'm very curious about the comments post game in this one. So, Craig, what do you have for us? Uh, we we spoke to Alex Kerfoot and Andre Turini both, and it was really. Uh oh, I think I just froze, guys. No, you're no, good. you're good. Back. Keep going. Oh, no, keep going. Oh. You still got me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, Alex Kerfoot talked about discipline. I, I think they recognized it in the end. There was frustration on the ice. You could see it. I, 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 you could hear it in the crowd. Obviously, a crowd always thinks that the referees are out to get them. But those were penalties on the Coyotes. I think they had a lack of discipline at different points. I, I'm guessing you guys talked about Liam O'Brien already. Yeah. He did not have a good game tonight. He, he hurt the Coyotes tonight. He did not have a good game. But there were other players as well. Alex Kerfoot said he's trying to stay onside. Uh, but... That was definitely a penalty. He did, didn't even try to hide it. Said it was definitely a penalty on me. He said they lost they lost their composure, and Andre said the same thing. I think we saw it, but listen, part of that is playing the Florida Panthers. That team plays with a lot of pace. They're in on the forecheck. They're, they just don't give you much time. It's a frustrating team to play against. Andre said that one's a really good lesson for this team. It was a different style of play than other teams that they had played against, and they could take something from this moving forward yeah i think that's the kind of game you expect to play in a playoff game where, where you did they just grind you down and, and that's what it felt like tonight the uh, florida by no means blew the coyotes out of the rink in the first 40 minutes they just kept playing they just kept coming and they just kept coming and they just eventually wear you down and you look at the scoreboard and oh my goodness we just lost four to one and and i think that's what made them so successful and we've seen it in the chat tonight the way they learned to play like that was having to go through all of those playoff rounds last year. And I think when you look at the way this Florida team played prior to that, they're run and gun and flipping and trying to outrun and chase everybody. And they forgot the fundamentals. Now they're just dump and chase. We're going to, we're going to wear you down. We're going to win. And I think that was something the coyotes, they needed to make their game as simple as the Florida Panthers where they needed to chip it out of the zone and live for another day and dump and chase in the offensive zone. So they could try to get some sustained offensive zone pressure. And I don't think they did that tonight. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I've seen this team play one time, so I don't want to make any grand pronouncements about them. But Florida looks like uh, I, they just look better equipped to make a run in the playoffs, and they did it last year, obviously. But this team under Paul Maurice looks 
really, really good. That's, I mean, we thought it coming in that this is one of the better teams. They've been on a torrid run. I really like this team. I love their depth defensively. I think they defend a hell of a lot better than they used to. It's going to be an interesting team to watch over the stretch. Yeah, I think the East right now looks really good. And this is a team chasing the Boston Bruins right now. Another team that you're going to see coming in the mullet right now who's first in the Atlantic Division. So it's only going to get tougher as this homestand continues. Craig, what did you think of Vimelka? Um, PD Sorry, mentioned? guys, I think we have uh, pretty bad yeah. Wi-Fi going. Why don't you call back, Craig, in a minute? Okay, Craig will call back. Um, I do. So one of the big moments from tonight's game had nothing to do with the game really it has to do with the karaoke song at mullet arena not again and no 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 no, no 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 the big news of the night there was a new song get out of here karaoke and how it, do you know people were there wagon wheel was no. oh, the song and i don't mind that. for those who watched the show with when jordan schmaltz guest host with us he said that's his go-to karaoke song it was wagon so wheel? maybe he had some influence at mullet arena but i'm very proud to announce that uh the, that it's country not country road roads. is finally retired. retired hopefully this was just one game um and who knows maybe they'll do wagon wheel the entire year and we will get so sick of it but I think that is a step in the right direction. It's, it's absolutely a step in the for right the. See, that's important. The that's inter- the important news that PHNX Listen, is bringing. I'm not. I'm not breaking big news like Craig Morgan, but I'm still bringing updates. That, I, I had no idea they changed that song, and I think Wagon Wheel is a little more apropos. I do if too. You, if you have seen the graphic, if you know. Oh my God! I almost you know. don't know. It's been that long. It has been that long. <laughs> Who designed that logo? Sorry. Oh, boy. Craig's back. All right. Well, we'll give it another shot with Craig. So uh, let's see. Hello, Craig. Hey, is that any better? It seems seems to be. It seems to be. So we'll see. Craig is like what's going to work here. He looks like a Land's End model right now, doesn't he? Yeah, the the um, he's got the layered look, yeah. of a little little flannel going. He's going camping after this with the the little coffee over the campfire. Can you see Craig do that? I can't see Craig doing that. It would be more Me? like glamping. Yeah. Have you slept in a tent, Craig? I have, and I never want to do it again. Yeah, I don't see you being, glamping. Yeah, you're a glamper. Yeah, person. yeah, I could definitely glamp. Yeah. All right. I was asking um, about your thoughts on Karel Vamelka. PD mentioned that he thought his rebound control um, could, left something to be desired. However, when you look at his numbers from the night, I mean, he stopped 34-37 and still ended the night with a 919 save percentage. But what were your thoughts on Veggie's game? That was the one thing we were talking about in the in the press box, too, that he, he was having a little trouble with his rebounds. But I thought he was quieter tonight. I thought at least positionally he was much better. We weren't, as Petey would say, seeing him slide all the way to the locker room. He was he was in position most of the time tonight, so I think that helped his game. By and large, I thought he played well. Yes, rebound control was still a little bit of an issue tonight. Yeah, but you look at that goal. That Barkov goal is a fantastic goal on that tip yep. from the from the goal line. You can't fault him on that one. And then you Kesselring knocks it into his own net, so you can't fault him on that one. I, I thought he played well. I, I mean, he wasn't lights out. He was he played well. Yeah, I think that's fair. Craig, I know you wanted to talk about Oliver Ekman Larson for a few minutes. Um, you know, he didn't do anything too flashy in this game, besides perhaps help the coyotes get on the scoreboard um you know <laughs> yeah. once a coyote always a coyote you know um but great to see him back 
it's a little, you know, it's, I'm still not used to hearing the broadcaster say his name and have him not be an Arizona Coyote. And for those of you who haven't had the chance to read Craig's story yet, it's up on gophnx.com, um, caught up with OEL about the past, the present and the future. Um, but what do you, what do you want to say about Oliver Ekman Larson, Craig? Well, just first, like, I think this is a good situation for him. He's playing on the third pair. He's getting some power play time on the second unit. Of course, he, as you mentioned, he turned the puck over on that shorthanded goal, but he's having a pretty good season for the Panthers. I think he's in a really good role that suits him now at his age. He's going to get another contract out of this. He's leading this team among defensemen in points. He can still help a team in a specific role. If you can have Oliver Ekman Larson on your third pair, you're in good shape. Um, so I really like this situation for him. I did stop by the Panthers locker room after the game. First off, he wanted me to, to say hello, Petey. Oh, and nice. uh, he's actually watched uh, a little bit of our show. And, he, <laughs> and he, he said something that Lee and I have already realized. It said He said, it seems like Petey likes being in front of the camera more than behind it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, is not, awesome. he is not yeah. wrong. Has, has yeah. OEL seen The Magician? I yeah, have to know. I should have asked him. I apologize. I should have asked him about The Magician. But he's definitely watched some of our show, which is great. You know, yeah. He's checking in on us. And, and that, that leads to the greater point. I asked him what he thought of his first mullet experience because, of course, the last time he came back, they were still at Gila River Arena. And, and you know, he talked a little bit about the arena, thought it was going to be louder, but he said he got to, to see a lot of fans, wave to a lot of fans. But more than that, he said, it's never going to feel normal for me to come back here, Craig. Never. No matter how many times I do it, it's just always going to feel weird because this is still home. It feels like home. And I thought it was going to be home forever. So that was a, that's one of those moments where you're just like, ah, it, it, yeah. it's tough. You, you remember the personal side of this business when you hear things like that. Yeah. yeah, for me, Oliver Ekman Larson, there was a point in his career, especially early in the 2012 playoff run, where he was dynamic. Like his puck possession and his ability to get pucks out of the zone as a young player were elite. And then as he got older, injuries caught up with him. And and I yep. don't know if he ever got back to what what everybody's expectations were of him. And I think the bar got set extremely high and then the money followed and the captaincy followed and now the pressure and the bar gets set even higher. And it's it's hard. It's hard to meet the expectations of everybody when when maybe that's not where your game is and you put all the pressure on yourself. You have all kinds of things happening on and off the ice. And, and, and I just think, unfortunately for Oliver, it just was time for him to leave. And I, and I hated to say that because I agree with you, Craig. I thought he would be a coyote forever. I really, really yeah. did. And it just it was a series of things that led up to him having to to find a new place to play. You know, there was differences in the in the management, in the coaches' room, and there were all kinds of things that happened, Oliver. But now that you see him without without the C, you don't see him with the big fat contract, you just see him being another player on the team. And that's what Oliver Ekman Larson needed. I I, I, yeah. I I think this is a good situation for him, and I hope that this team and, and does well for his sake. I hope I hope they can get get another long playoff run. Yeah, and don't forget about it. The lo- I know you know this, but the, the loss of his mother was another huge yeah. blow to him. But I I I'm, I guess I'm getting a little frustrated with some of the revisionist history that I'm seeing from fans. How he never performed for them. Like like again. Ask Dave Tippett, ask Shane Doan. Yeah. We could ask you about that 2012 playoff run 
where he was logging three minutes more of ice time than any other Coyote on that team, on a team that went to the Western Conference Final. He was a young player. There's a reason he was on the ice so much for Dave Tippett, who did not trust young players necessarily. Oliver ekman Larson was an incredible player early in his career. We even saw it through the mid-2010s where he, you know, he scored 20 goals a season. He had a season in there where I thought he should have at least been a finalist for the Norris Trophy, if not won it that one year. This guy was a terrific player for a really good stretch of time. So if you're going to come at me and tell me that he never lived up, he was never a great player, I'm just going to I'm just gonna flat out say you're dead wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about because he was a, a dynamic player for a good five, six-year stretch. And he holds all offensive records yeah. for defensemen for Wait, the franchise. Can history. I read that? Can I read them? I wrote them Go down because Craig put them in his story. Um, so he's the Coyotes franchise leader for most games played by a defenseman, 769, most goals by a defenseman, 128, most assists by a defenseman, 260, most points by a defenseman, 388, most power play goals by a defenseman, 55, most game winning goals by a defenseman, 31, most shots by a defenseman, 1730, and average time on ice per game by a defenseman, 23 minutes and 25 seconds. I- I don't know what else there is to say. Neither, well, I know I can say one other thing because I reached out to Rich Naren and I just wanted to sort of reaffirm what I already knew about Oliver. I'm like, where does Oliver rank among the guys that have done work in the community with charities? Where does he rank? He's like top five all time. I, I, I don't know what you want the guy to do. So, I don't know Craig, either. I, I sorry, know that- sorry he didn't single-handedly win playoff series, which is apparently what some people wanted him to do in a sport that has 23 players on a team. I, I, I will say uh, he never the, – the player we saw early in his career after the injuries, that player didn't come back. And that's Agreed. I think that's a fair Agreed. statement to say. But he was still a really good defense, a really good teammate, and a really good captain. So, Craig, I know it will never happen in Mullet Arena because the Coyotes do not have a permanent home in Mullet. When yep. they get their new arena and we can put all the names back up that belong, Teppo Newman, Kachuk, Roanoke, Doan, and they go up in the in the ring of honor, does Oliver Ekman Larson's name belong in that ring of honor? I think 100% he belongs. I think you think it too, Petey. And, you know, when I reached out to a bunch of people who would have that sort of accurate read on it. Every one of them said yes. Every one of the people associated with this franchise said yes. Leah, I don't know what the poll says. Now. I have We've the results. Been- yeah, yeah we, we were getting a lot of feedback on that one. Yeah, so as of right now, there's seven hours left in the poll, but over a thousand votes, um, 58% of the vote is yes, 28.7 no, and 13.4 unsure. Yeah, I'm so, a yes. Yes is the... I'm a yes. And here's the hard part. When a player leaves this team and they're no longer a Coyote and now he's a Vancouver Canuck and now he's a Florida Panther, I get it. Like, they're the enemy right now. But when they stop playing... Mm-hmm. And they hang up their skates and they take off the jersey for good. Then you can remember that he was a coyote. And and I get that. And that's when that will be. That, Chuck played for the Blues and he was a blue for a long time. But he still put his name in the ring of honor. And I think that's what's going to happen to Oliver Ekman Larson. Once he is finally retired and you go, okay, gosh, look what he's accomplished. I think that's when people can finally step back and go, wow, that, that was really impressive. And yes, he belongs there. That's what I'm going to speak. Speak to other truths about Oliver Ekman Larson. They're, they're, they're uncomfortable. Um, and, and listen, a player's pl- a job is to f- perform no matter the circumstances. I don't think he ever mesh, mesh with Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett would probably fight you on that one a little bit to say that, no, I don't think that was that big an issue. It was that big an issue. I don't think he ever understood how to manage Oliver Ekman Larson. And I think if you ask other people internally, they'd say the same thing. So that was one issue. The other side of this is 
this ownership group vilified this guy on his way out the door because he was making so much money and they wanted more. They, they, they painted him in, in a really bad light that I didn't think was fair to Oliver. And yet Oliver never did anything. He never fought back. He just took it, you know, he was a class act the entire way. So I want to keep all of that in mind. And again, all the things that we've talked about in, in the community and the things he did earlier in his career for this team, there is no question in my mind that this guy belongs in the ring of honor someday. Agreed. Agreed. He's, he's one of the best that's ever worn the, the Kachina jersey. He's a great person. I, I, I consider him a friend, and we had a lot of long talks on the plane, on the bus, and around the rink. And I, I think he's a quality human being and a quality teammate. So um, I, he belongs in the ring of honor. All right. Well, one last topic before we let you go, Craig. Um, and it's so much stuff has happened since this morning, but it was a hot topic this morning. The World Juniors. Um, Is that still going on? It was a crazy day at the World Juniors, and a lot of Coyotes prospects played a role in that, um, most significantly in the Canada-Czechia game, where Czechia stunned Canada with 11 seconds left in the game to win. And Michael Rabel... 28 saves on 30 shots for Czechia to lead, help lead his team to a 3-2 win over Canada to head to the semifinals. Connor Geeky, Maverick Lamroux eliminated. Maverick Lamroux named one of Canada's top three players of the tournament as selected by the Federation. I can't believe Canada's out. I can't. I just, it's the second time that I, I think I looked up that stat. Second time this millennium, they will finish outside of the top four. Is that correct? I think that's what I had in the notes. It's crazy. It's their first time yeah. not meddling since 2019 at the very yeah. least. Yeah, so. but they're not going to finish top four. That That's crazy to me. Yeah. Canada's not even in the semifinals. It, it, that's, it's fun. It's I mean, I, honestly, like you like to see upsets once in a while. I don't like seeing the favorites win all the time. Granted, it's still the same handful of nations that are, that are really in contention for medals, but I didn't think Chechia had a chance early in this tournament. I think they looked good early. They weren't all that highly touted, and here they are. And then the Finns, Finland always finds a way to be in contention. I don't know how they do it. doesn't matter what's on their roster. Here they are in the semifinals again. That's going to be a tough, tough game for the U.S. A couple of things. I, I, I'm, I am shocked, stunned. I, I think Canada, people don't understand it. maybe at this level, Canada could field two teams and they could both medal. And, and I'm not being facetious about that that that's how deep canada is from 20 year olds to 17 year olds however the rest of the world is catching up and and i think this is starting to finally show that that, that maybe this isn't canada's automatic gold medal team anymore i i think it's uh, maybe they they're i don't want to say their their ego is getting ahead of them but but i could I think they just thought they were going to come back and win this game. I just think they, oh, we got this, we got this, we got this, and then and then it just runs out on them. I think their goaltending in the first period hurt them. I think that first yeah. period should have ended yeah. 0-0. Instead, it's 2 nothing, and they were never able to come back from that. And then you can go back, and I've talked about it on this show a lot. I'm not convinced that Canada has the goaltending on a world stage that they used to have 10, 15, 20 years ago. And I think when you see them compete in a world stage like this or the Olympics, I think that shows. I agree 100%. And if you, if you talk to people in the goaltending community around the world, they will tell you the same thing, that the development situations in other countries are better than they are in Canada right now. Peter, you've said this a bunch. They're getting overcoached in Canada, and it's to their detriment. 
Yeah, I feel bad for, for Geeky and Lamaru. I, I know they have yeah. good terms. You feel bad for them and the people uh, most of all. But but you have got to be happy for Michael Rabel, who who started yeah. off this tournament struggling in game one. He didn't play mm-hmm. at his best, gave up a lot of goals in the first game for Chechi, and now he finds himself in the semifinals. And, and he was clearly the best player for Chechi today. I, I thought he was making 28 saves out of 30 shots against a, 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 a offensively gifted Canadian team. Good for him. And these are important games that maybe help him him in his career and his development as he you know starts to become a pro here in, in time to come here absolutely um so just to recap czechia with michael robble finland with samu bow sweden with milker thielen and team usa advanced to the semifinal so three coyotes prospects remain in this tournament and we will keep tabs as the week goes let's on. go craig anything else before we let you go nope i'll see you guys tomorrow we're gonna we're, we have the what chaos boys on right Oh, yeah, that one is always chaotic. Um, no pun intended. Uh, that will be live 2 p.m. on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Before you go, Craig, did did they happen to, and I know Jeffrey Sanders is so busy with Coyotes PR, did they happen to mention, are they going to the rink tomorrow to practice? I think they are practicing tomorrow. Okay. Will I see you there, Craig? I will be there. Oh, let we, let's get coffee together. <laughs> at the chili bean in the lobby yeah it'll be fun (laughs) (laughs) all right Craig we'll see you tomorrow oh man that was fun great time it's you know it it took a a little distraction from the game it did it did Um, and I want to stick with world juniors for one second because you can bet on this tournament we're down to the final four you can bet on who you think is going to win you can bet on the semi-final games I mean, do you? Because uh, yeah, this do. game has been, this no, tournament has been Estipos, surprising. The Americans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, either way, they... there's a lot you can bet on over at BetMGM. Bet? Um, and right now, as Sean, unfortunately, live bet the Oats. And it looked really good because Kerfoot's tied the game yep. seconds right later. Yep. Um, and if you know Sean, you know that he live bets the Oats when they are being outshot. So he made some good moves. You know, you win some, you lose some. But the good news about BetMGM is right now you can receive your first bet back in bonus bets. Can you? If you, if you lose up to $1,500. And with college football in, in the national oh championship gosh. coming up, how about those two games on the edge of your seat if you put oh money on those? Oh, my gosh. Good gravy. Unreal. <laughs> Good gravy. I'm 55. And then I just started to say unreal and unbelievable. So then I said unreal. Anyway, sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the BetMGM sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bet will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. The Mullet Magician is not making an appearance tonight, nope. but we would still appreciate it if you liked this video. Um, we still want likes. He was ready. I tell he you what, ready. in this five-game home... He's been cooking. There are some better tricks ahead by the Magician, so let's hope they win. That is true. Um, and but let's go to the Mullet. There's so many opportunities to, to see him because the Coyotes are on a five-game win win streak. No, they're home not. Home stand. stand. Good Lord. Happy New Year, everyone. First time? Uh, <laughs> seriously. Four more opportunities to see to the, the Coyotes at Mullet Arena this week. Can uh, you get tickets? You can. Where? Game time. Buddy. 
<laughs> if you've never gone on game time, I let have. me just say the user experience on the app Easy. is second to I none. did it. PD's done it. Craig's done it. I've done it. Everyone I know has done it because it's so easy and they're so cheap, especially the day of the game. You can see the view from your seats. There's price transparency. Yep. They, they also do flash. Patience is the key. And I waited for a flash sale to see Blink-182. Yeah. They, I had a seat picked out. Went a flash sale. Bam. Bought it right there. Yeah. They do flash deals, which is really Blink cool. Blink-182. Fire. So check it out. And if you haven't downloaded Game Time yet, create an account. Use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Couple of things before we wrap up. Um, you know, despite the loss tonight, the Coyotes remain in a playoff spot. They hold on to the second wild card spot. Nashville did win tonight, so they hopped ahead um but the wild lost and the coyotes are still three points ahead of edmonton st louis four points ahead of minnesota and five points ahead of calgary but the kraken don't look now but the kraken are coming the only thing is the coyotes do have three games in hand on them but uh you know they're I wouldn't call it a secure place necessarily. No, it's getting tighter here. And the teams we talked about earlier in the season, we talked about Minnesota, you talked about Edmonton, you talked about Seattle, three teams that we thought were all going to be in the playoffs. We did our playoff predictions, and there are three teams that are outside the playoff right now. It's a concern. And, and so for this homestand, the Coyotes have teams like the Winnipeg Jets that they're – the Jets are solidly in a playoff spot right now. They have to beat the Winnipeg Jets. You've got to get some wins on this homestand. You need to beat the teams you're supposed to, and you're going to have to find a way to beat a team like the Boston Bruins too. You've got to rack up some wins because Edmonton, Minnesota, and Seattle are playing really good hockey right now, and they're coming for you. So yeah. if the Coyotes are still sitting in a playoff spot and they can get through this five-game homestand – that's huge. Yeah. And, and the next the next date we talked about marking on the calendar is the All-Star break, and that's fast approaching. And, yeah. and I, I, I don't know, now. unless they can put some wins together in this homestand, I'm not sure they're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, well, let's take a look at the upcoming schedule because a lot of big division games coming up. The Islanders are in town this Thursday. The Jets here Sunday, like you mentioned. Boston on Tuesday, that's always a challenging game for the Coyotes. Calgary on Thursday, you know, they've struggled, but they're still, you know, they have their sights on a wild card spot. And then Minnesota the following Saturday on the road, um, some really huge games yeah. as far Calgary, as... Calgary, you said, is chasing them. Minnesota's yeah. chasing them. Winnipeg is, is already ahead of them. These are big games. And they got to find a way to string some of these together. They just have to in that. They, they have to win these games at home. Yeah. They absolutely do. Um, all right. Well, we have a, a couple super chats. One from Roaring Fork. The 5 p.m. Sunday Jets game could be a good illegal Pete's day. Just we might saying. have to call an audible. We'll see. Yes. We'll get into the office tomorrow and we'll see how we're feeling. But even either way, it could yeah. always be an unofficial. It always can be an unofficial diehard meetup. Yeah. And you just go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then a $5 super chat from Altex. Missed the game tonight because I woke up sick. Sorry, you're sick. Hope you feel better. So I've been sleeping a bunch throughout the day. Despite the loss, my almighty precious Curfee scored. He did Altex and he was the dog and we mentioned you. Yeah, get well soon, Altex. Yes, absolutely. Um, PD, do you have any other thoughts on this game before we wrap? 
here? No, I think that this team has to do a couple of things when when they when they come into the game um, in a couple of days. One, they got to see out of the penalty box. They're going to have to find a way to play more discipline, and that doesn't mean you have to lay off on the physicality. You can still be physical, but you got to stay out of the penalty box. That's one. Two, they're going to have to find a way to get some offensive zone time and offensive zone pressure. And if they can't get in entries by carrying the puck, then they're going to have to dump and chase, and they're going to have to go get the puck, and they're going to have to find a way to generate some kind of offense. This team goes through those waves of having offense and not having offense well right now they just need to throw more pucks in the net and you got to get some sustained pressure um and, and we've said this all year long they have to defend the blue paint better and and i know you look at that goal where, where kesselring knocks it in it's not the goaltender it's the defenseman you the defensemen are there they've got to protect the blue paint they're going to have to do better um at, at these games coming up at home so let's hope they get their feet back underneath and we see that fast coyote team that plays with speed plays with pace let's just hope we see that in the rest of this homestand Absolutely. Um, well, PD, we we actually have a monumental occasion tonight. We finished the line on we the did? punch card, so let's take a look. Um, you know, the line ended up being, I would say, overall successful. They went five and three on this line of the punch card, or six and three if you count all of them. Yes. Yep. I'm really on the struggle bus Since there's tonight. nine. So there's six and three, and that's the first time they've gone six and three on a single line. And if they can go six and three in every line here after, that's a playoff team. I know, though, you feel a certain way about nine on the punch. I don't like nine. Yeah. I, I can't believe anybody would design a punch card that has Sean a might of still nine. be here. Why would, why would there... Why wasn't... What's the number, Danielle? The number's 10. <laughs> it's an... It's 10. It's 10. In it's, in Sean's defense, it is tough because it's like eighty two games. Wait, there's a, then, it doesn't end in a, it's not divisible by ten. But I did fix it again for you, PD. Oh, can I see it? What it looks yeah. like? Yeah. There, there we go. <laughs> I mean, Danielle's Tom, really on to Danielle, something. Danielle, that is that is fire. Nice, nice, nice. If you know, you know. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I, I. So I. I go back to. Yeah. Every time you insult Sean's, then Danielle shows. The, One of hers. the new ones and you think yep. okay maybe okay, it's maybe fine it's okay. <laughs> maybe it's okay it's hilarious too, i'll that text fluids and get your rest oh my gosh it's it's hilarious too that i said the wrong number of games yeah that's knowing okay. clearly but that if they are six nine. and three throughout that there's a playoff team and, and, and I, hey i said it in the summertime i said it in the fall i said it last week i still don't know if this team can make the playoffs i think that's a huge ask for this well, especially when you watch them play a team like the florida panthers yeah, it, you go eat it's a huge ask and the schedule doesn't favor them last year they finished off the schedule at home this year the second half of the schedule is a lot of time on the road and and i just it's going to be really really hard and and i i think i don't i i, I don't what pdl is getting defensive in the chat that in all caps sean is screaming at me yeah i know sean it's okay oh yeah grumpy steve's always out i am i'm a little grumpy today yeah yeah it started early and then it finished like it gets that goal i thought okay maybe and i don't think they played good enough to win anyway i really don't i don't think they had they had a typical coyote game but they found a way to win and come from behind before so why not today I would say that the highlight of your night was eating the Circle K chips. What is it with those damn chips? That Circle K snack cart has got to go away. I can't stay away. It's every game. So so he's eating them, and someone asked a question in the Discord. His hands were in the chip bag, so he asked me to answer. So then I let the Discord know that he was eating kettle. The kettle could 
but I said Kettle Cook Classic, and then someone said that should be the name of an outdoor game. That <laughs> should ke- be. The Kettle Cooks Classic. It could also be a bowl game. Brought to of- you by Circle K. Yeah. I mean, you They're might be so onto good. something. They're so good. I can't so funny. stop eating them. And I come here, and every night I say, I'm not going to have They're the Circle sure K good. Kettle Cook chips. And every single game, I end up with the Kettle Cook chips. From Circle K. And sometimes you can get those for free when you're a member of the, if inner, you're in the circle. inner Circle. How easy is it to it's do that? It's so easy. How All you easy? have to do is download the Circle K app and join the Inner Circle for free. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. If you're not in the Inner Circle, I truly ask you, easy. what are you doing? Because yep. there's just so you many perks. Free gas, free stuff. So much. Just download So much free Just stuff. do it. Absolutely. Um, and once you fill up on your gas. Where are we going? Go to the casino. Why not? Gila River Resorts and Got Casinos. Got a full tank of gas. Heck yeah. Do you. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. It's truly the place to be. If you've never been to one. Wild Horse Pass. Wild Horse Pass is, oh my God, it's amazing. They have big TVs. Huge TVs. Yep. Great on an NFL Sunday. Great any day of the week. They have a craps table with the Kachina logo on it. Well, why wouldn't you go just they have, for that? They have the BetMGM Sportsbook in there. Yep. They have amazing restaurants, yep. among other things. So you can watch sports. Eat and gamble. What more could you ask for? I don't know if there's much more that you can do. I don't think so either. Okay. So you do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. All right. Well, uh, that's it for us. (laughs) What a game. That's a weird one. They'll want to, you know, take some lessons away from that, I'm sure, and look ahead. Yeah, I think they're going to be frustrated. I think they're going to talk about practice tomorrow at the ice den. I think it's going to be frustrated. I don't think it's going to be a fun atmosphere there tomorrow Mm -mm. at the ice den. So um, Craig and I will be there to bring the fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not? Perfect. Yeah, great. Fun, fun, Steve. And and then we'll see what happens. It's important that they get it. They've got to get wins on this homestand. Have to, have to, have to. It starts tomorrow at practice at the ice den. In Scottsdale. They so went we'll four and one on their last five game homestand. Yep. They could do it again. Now yes. they just have to put four together. Yep. So yep. we'll see. Every every game is pretty much a, a must win, especially when they're home at Mullet. And then I want to see the Mullet Magician. I do too. So but some of the tricks are amazing. Oh, so good. Still, still, yeah. Can't, can't, yeah. Got to get more. Well, before we wrap up here, I just want to remind everybody that if you're not a diehard, join, join our family. There's so many perks to becoming a like diehard. Like the Discord? The Discord is amazing. Uh, it's so much fun, especially during games. The conversation is great. You also get 20% off merch like the shirt Petey's wearing, 20% off all of our events, as well as access to diehard-only content. And there's going to be like weekly diehard-only content. Starting, I don't know if it's this week or next week. It might be this week. This week? Yep. Wow. So just wow. so many great reasons and you know what well, can i ask him to do something for me right now yes we're gonna try to do walking and talking tomorrow if the team allows it can if every the diehards that are listening right now drop make sure you tag me in the discord and let me know who you would like to see Ooh. walk and talk okay do that so right CWP, now Before you're leading that morning. bus leading the bus in the discord make a yeah, at me what do you call that Is yeah tagging tag tag yeah you can i don't know what it's called tag him at him just tag me at me Whatever. We should see some of the magicians fail tricks when they lose at home. Ooh. That's funny because there is quite a bit of footage. There, of that there, well. there might be. I wonder if there's some outtakes coming someday. Maybe well, we might have to bleep some of the of them. Yeah, profanity. That maybe magician. maybe that will be a diehard only thing to maybe. see the outtakes. Oh, that's actually a, that's a great idea. All right. Well, that's it from us. Like Craig mentioned, we'll be back live tomorrow, 2 p.m. with the What Chaos guys. We're going to talk 
NHL All-Star game because... Wow, that's um, coming. Who knows when the announcements are coming? There's it could a be rumor. soon. And we were going to talk who we think the Coyotes candidate should be. That's so idea. that's going to be Great on... Idea. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. So we hope you join us at 2. Um, and if you're unable to watch us live on YouTube, you can either watch us after the fact or if you prefer to listen on audio. Do it in your car. Yeah. Download the audio. Do you know I know how to download... No way. Podcasts, I do. You can download them for a plane ride. You know what? If you set it up the right way, like an old man does, if you set it up the right way, it downloads it for you. And it's just there. I don't know how. I don't know what happens. It's just there when you're ready for it. True. In your car. I personally so do love that. to listen to podcasts while I like cook and clean I and don't. drive. I do it when I drive. Yeah. But Always. You, yeah. But everyone has a different occasion. Not so when I clean, buddy. Be sure to subscribe. And guess what? what? There also might be some audio only stuff coming as well. Coming soon. So you're going to want to subscribe. So you're going to want to subscribe because you don't want to miss those audio only episodes as yep. well. So just again, if, if you're listening on audio, be sure to rate, review, subscribe and leave us a five star review and a little message. If you would be so kind, it means a lot to us. Um, but until then, everybody, this has been Fun. This was definitely pack therapy. It was needed. Yep. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at S. Peters Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Abra Danielle. And you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night, everybody. And we'll see you all tomorrow.